a lot of times, one, there's this stigma for people of color, and that's probably why there's a lack of research, is that we are, we're strong, and psychologically, that is what we've embodied. We have to be strong. We have to show up regardless of how we're feeling, and in the long term, that impacts us in a negative way. Hi hey everyone, thanks for checking in to the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to inspire and highlight the experiences of women of color in graduate school who are prioritizing their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. My name is Angela and I'm your host. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that you'll hear us reference quite a few articles. The citations will be included in the show notes if you're interested and you want to learn more about the topic. Without further delay, here's today's episode. So, hey, Sydney, how are you doing today? I'm well, Angela, how are you? I'm doing okay. A new semester, new year, just trying to do the best I can um, and, and graduate. That's my goal. Woo! Yes, life be life and life be life and. Yes, all the time. So I want to say thank you for joining us on the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast. Um, I've been wanting to speak to you. I follow your page on Instagram. Um, and so for people who don't follow you yet, um, could you please introduce yourself, t- introduce yourself, um, tell us a little bit about who you are, your discipline, and what your um, and where you are in your program. All right, so what's up, y'all? My name is Sydney. I am at Naturally Clark on Instagram. And on Instagram, I am branding the fashionable PhD candidate um, and just focusing on lifestyle behind the PhD that people don't really get to see and the self-care part of it. And and me being on Instagram is kind of like, a therapy for myself, right? It's an outlet for me to express myself and sometimes encourage myself while encouraging other people. Um, I am a third year PhD student slash candidate. The title varies from institution to institution. Um, Last semester, of course, work. And next semester, this summer, I start my dissertation writing. And so life is lifing, okay? yeah, it's it's a full plate, full time grind every day, and um, it, this semester was a little bit. This past semester was a little bit different for me um, because I lost someone very dear to me, and just navigating that just threw a wedge into it. And I know that we'll get to talk about that more um, throughout the this episode. Awesome. So yeah, now I'm completely excited to talk to you about grief and grad school and how we navigate that. Um, And you alluded to this a little bit, and I was just curious what your wellness practice has been like as a graduate student so far. Well, like I said, right now, it's kind of different. Um, Before, you know, life was just going. I was working full time. I was a teacher. So I made it my business to do little things like work out every day. I I wrote a schedule. I stuck to it 30 minutes, bare minimum a day. And then sometimes, you know, you get in the mode and you're like, oh, okay, I'm feeling myself, you know, feeling good. Um, And it was just being consistent, consistent. I started with one thing, working out, working out, um, and then treating myself like, okay, every Thursday, I'm going to Trader Joe's, okay? I'm going to Trader Joe's. I'm going to get everything that I want to eat. And then like on that Sunday, wind down, zone in on getting the coursework done and just giving myself grace, really. Just giving myself grace because mental health is a real thing. 
Mm -hmm. um, right now, what I'm doing, um, I lost my grandmother, which grandmother is a title, but that wasn't our relationship. Our relationship was more like she was my mother. She was my best friend. She was my homegirl. Um, she was all of those things. And I lost her. So my self-care regimen thus far has just been trying to wake up and show, for, show up for myself. Um, if you follow my Instagram, you'll see a lot of uh, coffee Instagrams, uh, videos and reels and just looking out over my balcony at the at the scenery and getting fresh air, you'll see my plants. And that has become a part of my routine daily. You know, sometimes I don't want to get up. I'm crawling, I'm crawling myself, clawing myself out of the bed. Um, and so I said, you know what, let me get up. People like to see this. I love coffee. So I'm going to record me making my coffee. I'm going to record me watering my, my plants and going out on the balcony getting fresh air. And that's the things that I can commit to right now. I can't commit to reading chapters. I can't commit to doing research. I can't make any commitments to anything right now in this phase, except for showing up for myself, waking up. And then the things I can do, I do. And the things that I can't do, I don't. <laughs> No, I think that's really healthy. I've definitely been there where it's like, I just need to get through one day at a time. And I would just schedule myself to do like one to two things. Like, that's it. That's all I can manage. If I went to class, that's a win for the day. Um, and so I think that's really important, like not trying to overburden yourself or try to get back to like your normal um, after you've experienced something so catastrophic and like life changing. Right. I also saw, um, I was doing some research, like before I started my doctoral journey on how to manage like work and school. Mm -hmm. Um, because as you know, teaching like first graders was a full-time energy drainer. Um, and one of the ladies, I can't remember her name. Uh, I'll share it with you if I can find it later as a resource. And she had a template and you commit to three things per day. Don't overwhelm your to-do list with five and six and seven things because one, when you're looking at that list, it's overwhelming. And the you, you know, psychologically, when you don't get to all those things, you feel like a failure, right? Oh my God. Or, or you look at that list and you're like, oh my God, I have so many things to do. I, I just don't know how I'm going to get it done in enough time. Commit to those three things, get those three things done, celebrate that. And if you have time for something else, then you do something else. And I found that that helped me a time mm -hmm. I like this idea of like small wins right that can definitely um help get you through the day and that's also something that came up with the during the podcast with the dissertation coach she was like we over plan so like write your to-do list and take off like 75 percent of it mm -hmm. for absolutely sure. for sure so thinking more about grief in grad school I've done a little bit of background reading and um, one person Mary Alice Varga described it as a silent epidemic right because life happens but particularly on the graduate school level this is not something that people talk about a lot there's way more research that's been done on undergraduate students um, and then there's even less done on graduate students nonetheless students of color so I, I really appreciate that we can have this, this conversation um, and kind of like literally bring some voice in to, to this experience that people are having. Um, and I've had my own experiences in undergrad as well as graduate school. And I, I'm now this is forcing me to reflect on how I've dealt with them and the lack of resources that I've had to do that. Absolutely. And then, like you say, you touched on something um, and we and I read that article as well, which was powerful and eye opening to put the data behind what I was feeling. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times, one, there's this stigma for people of color, and that's probably why there's a lack of research, is that we are, we're strong, and psychologically, that is what we've embodied. We have to be strong, we have to show up regardless of how we're feeling, and in the long term, that impacts us in a negative way. That has a long-term detrimental impact on the way we are able to show up in the world for ourselves and for others in our future generations to come after us. How do we, how are we going to combat this? How are we going to stop this? How are we going to bring awareness to this? Um, And just in that article, we also talked about the things that we already know. There is a disparity in healthcare for minority women especially, and we see that with the mortality rate during childbirth. We just constantly see all of these things, these misdiagnoses, and even Serena Williams had a a documentary where she almost lost her life because the doctors weren't taking her serious. And she was like, no, I know something is wrong with me right now. Check it out. And that was the only thing that saved her and Olympia's life. Um, What I had to do, though, was show up for myself. I had to advocate for myself to my institution, right? Um, They don't care. Before I went to, my first train thought was I was letting the deadlines pile up and pile up and pile up, right? And I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to get this done. I had to get, even as I didn't want to do it, but I had to, right? Because this is what you need to do. I emailed my professors, hey, this is what's going on. At the time, I was just taking care of my grandmother, right? I just uh, transitioned from Los Angeles to Texas. Me taking care of my grandmother had became a full-time occupation. It's my priority. Um, I'm taking care of my grandmother right now. She's not doing too well. Um, is there any way I can get some grace or an extension um, to submit my assignments? I heard nothing, crickets, nothing, not one single anything, nothing. Wow. Some weeks went by, some weeks went by, and um, my grandma's health declined. And it really, now at this point, I'm really like, like, oh my God, but, you know, I might not even be able to finish the semester because the deadlines are here. I'm dealing with this. I don't know what to do. My back is against the wall. I got to be strong. I got to be strong. I can't. Right now, I can't. I can't do the assignments. I had to CC, send another email. At this time, it just declined really fast. CC the dean, the associate dean, the um, my advisor, and all of my professors on one email. Luckily, I have favor with the associate dean. He knows me. We've built a relationship. Building relationships is important. If you can, if you have face-to-face, hybrid, online, however you can, try to build those relationships because that was my saving grace. I'm pretty sure out of all the emails, he saw my name, he saw the subject handle, and he responded. Nobody else had responded. Again, he responded. Please, Sydney, take whatever time you need. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Wishing you all the best. He responded. The next day, I had to send an email. My grandmother has passed away. Um, I don't know when I'll get it done. I'll try my best to have it done by the end of the semester. Even with that, I had professors still saying, I need a hardcore deadline or when you're going to have this done. I just told you that I was taking care of somebody. Like you've seen the emails in all phases. 
And you're telling me that you want me to find some time to give you a hard deadline on when I can get some assignments done. I couldn't even respond to the email. Wow. My hands were my hands were done. So the biggest thing I can say for you is to advocate anybody who's dealing with grief and you're in an institution. I know that it's really hard to send that email or reach out during that time because you just consume. But advocate for yourself. And I'm a really private person. But at that point, I knew I had to say this is what's going on. This is how I'm impacted. And you know, just show up for myself. And it worked out because at the end of the day, the associate dean spoke. So whatever the other professors had to say, da, 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 he already spoke. Wow. Like, I'm, one, I'm sorry that happened to you. But secondly, there's a part of me that's not surprised, which is unfortunate. And I think that I was like, as you were speaking, I was like, I appreciate that you had like the presence of mind to even send that email. Because I remember just being like completely checked out. Like I just couldn't like work my head around anything outside of like showing up. And I don't, I don't think I even told anyone. Um, but also in this article, it said that um, students are less likely to reach out to any of like the campus-based support systems, like the counseling center or whatever the case may be. And like, I, I went once, right? So like, if we're not reaching out to the counseling systems, if our professors are unresponsive to us, like what options do we really have, right? And and then part of that, why aren't we though, goes back to that stigma, oh, they don't care. Mm -hmm. They're not concerned, mm -hmm. which is what we've constantly been shown is what you've seen and what I've just spoke about right now. These people have showed us they don't care. But what can, that's what goes back to, what can these institutions do and what can we do to break that stigma around advocating for ourselves, taking care of ourselves and our mental health and by any means necessary? Mm -hmm. I even, on the day of my grandma's funeral, I was scheduled to be in class face-to-face. -face. I told them that I wouldn't make it. Another professor emailed me, the same one who asked for hardcore deadline, and said, do you think that you could be in class at any point in time? I'm burying my grandmother. I'm not making this up. It sounds like I would make it up. I have the receipts. I have the emails to say, can you show up? Sir, I'm going to be at a funeral. No, I'm not showing up to class. And a part of me was in that car on the way to the funeral thinking about how I could show up for class. Am I going to have time? Can I go? You know, like, when, where can I go today that's going to be quiet enough for me to go to class? No, no, no. I'm glad you have all of this in written form, just in case. <laughs> because that is crazy to think that a professor would have that expectation of you and be that unfeeling. Um, with regards to what you were going through. And I think as you, so a part of me is like, yes, let's, let's figure out how we can make institutions better. And one of the things in the article was about if we do more studies on specific populations, like black women, Arab American women, things of that nature, then we can have more culturally responsive resources because what we have now is based on undergraduate students and based on white students. And that's not everybody's experience. Like everybody deals with grief differently and that can be culturally based. Yes. Right. On top of the stigma, right, of going to those um, mental health programs in the first place. 
And I think that 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 culturally responsive piece is vital, just like us. public school teachers have cultural response training and things of that nature. I think that institutions should also do a do their due diligence to ensure that they are making sure that their professors are doing this because we all have these conscious biases and subconscious biases that mm -hmm. show up regardless of we want them to or not. And for me, I started thinking about what was the disconnect, right, between myself and this particular professor? Where was the disconnect, right? And I feel like it was a cultural disconnect. I feel like the cultural piece was very big because what I've seen and experienced based on interacting with this particular demographic of person is consistent. Kind of like a, emotions are non-existent, like business, 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 business. I can't drive myself crazy yeah. over business, 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 business. And I mean, I think the thing about graduate school is because it's so intimate, right? Like it's a smaller cohort. You have these like more like one-on-one -on -one relationships with advisors and professors. Like you can't be business, 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 right? Cause like you're spending so much of your life with these individuals and your money and your time, right? To just make it all about business seems like you're doing a disservice to the student as, as a person and as a whole. As a whole, yeah. And then when you think about the institution so highly and all that money and all of those things and layers and layers and layers. And I will say that I think that the training would have helped in this situation because overall, I don't think that that professor was a horrible person or anything like that, you know. Um, he just didn't get it. He just didn't get it. Mm -hmm. That's what I got from it. After having, you know, conversation with him and stuff, after that, he was willing to edit assignments or give me feedback once I started rolling assignments in. But during that process, he couldn't, he couldn't see where I was coming from, you know. And even in one of our meetings, I was like, hey, you know, you're asking for deadlines. I couldn't, you know, I apologize, but I couldn't even think straight to give you a deadline. Um, but that training, that training, bringing awareness, continuously doing studies, putting that research out there, putting that data out there, because for some of us, we need numbers, right? We can't just have someone tell, some of us need it in numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where to make sense. Right. And some folks need the numbers to actually believe that this is an experience that students are having and that they can actually suffer from. Because just right. seeing it on a case by case basis isn't convincing for them, unfortunately. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. On and top of COVID, too. On that's top what I was of COVID mm -hmm. and isolation, where mental health is already at a high, all time high, 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 high. You just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is the time for that training to happen. And not to say everyone is going to have the same level of like understanding. It's not going to seep in the same way for each person, but at least the institution can say that they've attempted. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know that they, they've attempted, right? Yeah. Like we see the efforts. Um, it's, it's just a sticky situation to be in. And I think that it's also important for people to know you touched on it a, a while ago about grief looking different person to person culture to culture um but also 
grief, you can grieve over several different things. Right. It's not always grief over the loss of a person. Or, you know, it's you can grieve anything. People, some people, some people, this I'm just throwing this out. This, people grieve over dogs being lost, right? I mean, losing of an animal. I don't care if it's their gerbil. It's theirs that they, you know, like it impacted them some kind of way. Somebody can get in a wreck and total out their car. They're grieving the loss of their car. Who are we to say that grief is not a one size fits all? Mm -hmm. Just because you lost your car and totaled it out, you know, and it didn't bother you because you wanted a new car. That doesn't mean that person felt that way. Just because you lost your fish or dog and it didn't impact you, you can't. It doesn't work that way. And I remember in my master's program, and there's a video down, down, down at the bottom of my Instagram. Um, and I talked about it, about my master's program. I went through a depression during my master's program. And I remember having a friend tell me, you're not depressed, you know, because I would meet her for lunch every once in a while. You know, you're not depressed. I know someone who was depressed. Their hair was falling out. Da, 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 da. And I had to say, depression doesn't look the same for everyone and then there was a documentary and it showed it was like a little short film and it showed a lady was going out with her friends going out with her friends going out with her friends but when she went home and she was at home alone that's when it seeped in and, she, and that lady in particular ultimately took her her life and every, everybody was saying, oh, no, she was just out with us having cocktails. We were just at happy hour. I never would have suspected. Because we have this idea that it's a one size fits all. Right? And it's not. And it's the same with grief and any type of mental illness or mental barrier that we might be going through. It's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. functioning depression is a thing right and so and similar to the example you gave like somebody can show up to class do their work participate but when that's all said and done and they go home it can be a completely different story mm -hmm. it's and, a show mm -hmm. and that idea of like being business 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 teaches you to be that way unfortunately um and then another thing I was gonna say is that in, in this article, she talked, she, she made the point about how grief can look differently. And I think because graduate students, you know, might have like more life experience, you can be grieving like divorces or like mm -hmm. loss of your, losing custody of your children. Like mm -hmm. those are all life experiences that can happen to someone in grad school and can cause you to grieve, right? Yeah. So, you know, Institutions have attempted, right? They might be in the process of doing more, but in the meantime, um, you you gave the suggestion of like a black girl grad support group. And I'm just curious about that idea and other ways that you think that we can support each other in the meantime or as a regular practice. Um, I think one, we have to have some accountabil accountability for self, right? Um, be okay with not being okay that way you can speak to it more 
right? It's nothing to be embarrassed about, right? And the more you speak about it, the more you'll see that there are other people feeling the same way, right? And there's community in that. There's strength in that. There's empowerment in that. There's courage in that, right? And just once we start making it a normal thing, making it a normal thing, Charlemagne, he speaks about mental health so much, so much that I think that he has made a shift in Black culture with how they visualize mental health, right? It's along those lines. Having Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, right? This is a step forward. The more we start interacting with each other and connecting with each other and sharing these experiences, then we can have, I mean, it's COVID. We can have meetups, you know? We can have like little cohorts, right? We can, and not where it's like, we're talking about, oh, what, what, what is your dissertation over? No, unwinding. How are you doing? What's going on? I, I feel that same way. You know, build just community, 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 creating a community. So we need more of this Grad Girl Wellness podcast. We need more of us telling the real, the real deal, right? I follow some people that are in their journey and rarely do I see them share the real, like what they're really feeling. You know, somebody commented and said, oh, my God, I'm so happy that you shared what it's really like. Twelve hour classes on Zoom. I'm really on the floor resisting the urge to go to sleep. I'm eating junk food. No, I'm not eating healthy stuff. I'm eating junk food. I'm gaining weight. (laughs) Like, it's not all pretty. And I think social media has also um, allowed people to mask what they're feeling and what they're going through and paint this picture that is not authentic to real life. And we're striving for these things and these images that we see on social media and driving ourselves, oh, then how I'm in grad school and I'm stressed and I'm hurting. These people are out in grad school living their best life and what's wrong with me? Nothing is wrong with you. They at home crying too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they at home stressed too. It's not a sweet journey. And especially for people that look like me and you, it's not a sweet journey, especially depending on what institution we, no matter what institution, if it's not an HBCU, we're constantly trying to show up and show out and prove ourselves and working harder than the next to just be able to be and operating in that space. Whether it's our own imposter syndrome or whether it's the people that we're around trying to dim our light. It's a constant battle. I think that we have to start speaking and telling the truth. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. Accountability. Tell the truth. Yeah, some days I'm good. And I can zone in for five hours and get it all done. But some days I can look at the book that I'm supposed to read for five seconds and be like, yep, well, that's not happening today. And And I'm okay with that. But I had to grow to that, right? I had to grow through that. I had to life. Because that stuff's still going to be there. They still going to need, the, the deadline's still going to be there. And if something happens to me today or tomorrow, guess what? Those people still going to be in Zoom classes. Those people still going to be asking those other people for deadlines. They probably won't even mention my name. Right. <laughs> you know? So... I think that's the big, biggest thing that we can do is just rally around each other, 
support each other. Don't be scared to reach out. Don't be scared to ask a question. You know, um, I, I get it. Sometimes, you know, it's stranger danger. There are creeps out there. But for the most part, put put good intentions into the earth and I believe good things will come back to you. And um, like I said, just, just reach out to those people. Hey, I see that you're on your PhD journey. Um, blah 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 can we exchange it it doesn't hurt anyone to exchange numbers they can't find your address from your phone number give them whatsapp give them give a group me you know just to have somebody to text girl you, you who knows like pen pals right a 2022 version of pen pals via text i'm not gonna say email because we get enough emails all day <laughs> every day you know, send a text. Hey, girl, how you doing today, girl? Just drank my coffee. We have to support each other because nobody else understands the journey that we are going through. Our friends don't understand it. Our spouses don't understand it unless they're going through the same journey as well. I can preach and cry about it all day, but they don't really understand, right? Me and you get it. We're in the thick of it together. No, I think that is so important, creating community, creating accountability and being honest about what we're experiencing. And I just wanted to give a shout out to like, as you were speaking, I was thinking of like some content creators who I think are really good at like keeping it real when life be life And I was thinking about Alante from Black and Grad School who, you know, talks about grief. She, with a, with a grandparent, um, also Rika of the Scholarly Sewers who lost a sibling, right? Like, and like, those are people who are, I want to mirror that in my own work. And I appreciate them for creating spaces like the Scholar Circle for people to connect on a bit more of a private space. Um, so, I, cause I think people can be a little bit more open about that. Um, but yeah, I think those are things we can do now. We don't have to wait on the institution and we already have the infrastructure to do it. So, okay, okay. Wait, I, you gave me some ideas. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, call me when you're ready to. Okay execute and launch it out you know? all right might be a part two to this okay yeah. <laughs> awesome okay I feel like you know I had questions but I think we hit those and did that and some more honestly um so I is there anything else about grief in grad school that you want to share before we move on to the lightning round um no, just just stand, stick up for yourself and don't be afraid to not be okay. Like some institutions give you seven years to finish a dissertation. <laughs> that goal is, if that goal is inside of you, it's, it's gonna get done. It's still gonna be there. Mental health is real and um, just take care of you. Take care of you first. School is going to be there. You're not replaceable. You can even find a different institution if you need, you know, like take care of you first. Mm -hmm. That's my word. Take care of you first, whatever that looks like. Drinking a glass of hot water, cold water, getting your nails done, whether you go to the nail salon or you do it yourself, because I know we're on a tight budget. <laughs> take care of you. Mm -hmm. 
and eat those french fries oh yes with some ketchup if you like (laughs) fries do what you need to do Um, (laughs) so awesome okay so now we're gonna head into the lightning round where where is um when is where you say the first thing that comes to mind so the first question is what are three words to describe grief in graduate school life Tough. And then I would say overcomable. Overcomable. I'm gonna make up a word. Overcomable. <laughs> oh, I'll take it. We're creating words out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, what are two invaluable resources that have helped you in your wellness journey? 10% happier app. Mm. 10% happier app. And you can put it on your iPad. You can log in through the computer. You can put it on your phone. 10% Happier app. It has uh, morning meditations, evening meditations, on your way to work meditations. You can do for as short as three minutes to 10 to 15, five, anything in between. There's also like virtual seminars where webinars where you can go and watch over certain topics. Um, It's about $100 for a year. It's worth that $100 trust me that app right there has been my saving grace and then finding something that you're passionate about and something that brings you joy right like for me I I enjoy creating digital content right that is I enjoy editing and recording and doing that that's something that has brought me peace I enjoy doing my OOTD for graduate for my PhD journey right no every day I don't get dressed up but on the days that I do y'all gonna see it on the gram and I'm gonna give you a video because we also have to change the stigma around like what does a doctor or a PhD student look like like me like me in my Ivy Park like me in my Jordans like me in my whatever you know like me like you I just want to say the 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 blue outfit, the dress and the blazer with the pink shoes for date night was real cute. Thank I like you. <laughs> I was like, okay, color blocking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you. And, and then the bandana purse, pais- paisley print purse for the culture. You, you see, yeah. I'm paying attention. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> um, and so the last part of the lightning round, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Um, I would like you to speak to people who aren't necessarily grieving, but are in grad school and might want to support someone who is. What piece of advice would you give to someone in terms of how to support someone who is grieving? One piece of advice. Be kind, have grace, check on them. Don't use cliche they're in a better place. Everything's gonna be okay. Sometimes it helps to not even speak about the situation. Talk to me about something else, right? I rarely have people that check on me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, I know life is going on for everyone else, but like for me, like you see that I'm grieving. Like I, I publicize it on Instagram. Like I'm grieving. I'm going through. When you see that, hey girl, what you doing? 
Did you see this on Instagram? Ha ha ha. Send me something, make me laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want you to say, oh, I'm sorry that you're feeling down. No, bring me some light. I need some light right now. Bring me some light. Save the cliche statements. That don't help. Because the better place for her was here with me. (laughs) That's real and that's honest. That is honest. Okay, well, on that note, um, Cindy, if people want to connect with you, if they want to watch your journey, how can they do that? So you can follow me on Instagram at Naturally Clark, N-A-T-U-R-A-L-L-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E. And um, as I've, I have a YouTube channel, but it's kind of down right now. So don't worry about YouTube. When you, if you're following on Instagram, you're going to get all the updates on the other ways you can follow me or reach out. And then the email is also the same, naturallyclark at gmail.com. And um, I'm always open to converse and meet and connect um I love people (laughs) beautiful I'm sure you're gonna you know get some dms after this gets posted um again I want to say thank you for being on the grad girl wellness podcast it was a pleasure speaking to you and meeting with you and I look forward to what we can come up with in the future yes thank you for having me of course that's all I have for you on this episode I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey and if so share it with a friend Until next time, take care.